Assistant at Western would always tell us, be flexible. I think that's great advice. Be flexible. Today on the Rising Coaches Podcast, we get the pleasure of speaking with the current recruiting and operations coordinator at Georgia Tech University, Coach Jake Albertus. Coach Albertus is the new face to the Georgia Tech staff while recently coming from a coaching stint with the Arkansas Razorbacks and spending numerous years with Western Michigan as a student manager and graduate assistant. Please welcome Coach Jake Albertus. Video analysis is expensive and your budget probably isn't getting much bigger. Fulcrum Tech is here to help. Used by basketball teams at all levels from Division I all the way to high school, their Angles product is very similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video in Synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of Division I teams in conferences such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, NBC, and A-10, just to name a few, have made the postseason all while using Fulcrum Tech and saving thousands and thousands of dollars compared to their old company. Reach out to Fulcrum Tech on X at Fulcrum Tech or their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com. Just shoot them over an email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. Welcome to another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. Again, I'm Doug Caputo alongside Alan Major, and we are excited to get to speak with the current recruiting and operations coordinator with Georgia Tech, Jake Albertus. Coach Albertus, what's going on? What's happening, guys? What's happening? I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. I was excited to hop on this morning. Yeah, thank you, man. We appreciate it. We, uh, we like to keep it real time for the people, uh, even though we're recording this, you know, you guys are on the road right now getting ready to play Cincinnati tonight, so you're kind enough to uh, to jump on, man. So, uh, first of all, good luck tonight, but then secondly, you know, we're, uh, you, you, we're gonna, you're going to have some great things to share, so we're excited, man. Thank you. For sure, man. Ha- happy to be here. Excited to do it and trying to wake up, but I got my little – I'm with you. I'm with you. No doubt. Getting it done. So – to give you an idea how things are going to work, um, we'll talk about your career and then your journey, basically how it took you to where you got to. And then a couple of things about your resume that kind of stood out, or I should say just your background, um, was how you started as a student manager, as well as kind of going on the digital content creating side. We haven't been able to speak with anybody who's been a student manager yet. And that was actually one of the things on our agenda. So we'd love to ask some questions on kind of that aspect towards the end. Um, and then we'll just get into a final segment, just three quick hitters, but let everybody kind of learn a little bit about you. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So to start off, like I just mentioned, you were a student manager, but you were with Western Michigan. Uh, and then you ended up turning into ultimately in your later years, your as the head student manager. Um, talk about the experiences as a student manager and some things that you learned in those positions to help you excel where you are. Well, I mean, I came in like, like most managers probably do. Um, you want to be around the game. You love basketball, right? You, for me, I knew I wanted to work in, in college athletics. So it, it was, it was a great opportunity for me to, you know, see different aspects of, of different things around a program. You know, you get to be around the floor, like you get to, to do all the other little stuff. So it was, it was a great opportunity. You know, I started as soon as I came in as a freshman at Western Michigan, like you managed or like you mentioned and hit the ground running, like, it's it's a grind 
you know, you, you do all the little things like you're wiping sweat every day. You're coming in at night and <laughs> like you got to do laundry. You got to make sure, you know, meals are on time and in the right spot. Like there's there's all those things that that go into it. You want to be seen too. like you want to be around like there's guys that maybe they're not around as much. Maybe you don't get noticed as much. So that's a big thing, too, that you realize pretty quick is, you know, there's a lot of us like I need to be around like I need to find ways to make myself useful and valuable. And so you, you learn really fast, but it's, it's a great opportunity, like I said, and it was, it was a, great, a great thing for me and nothing better that I, I could have done. The job description for that is like, whatever. It's a one word job. <laughs> it's a pretty thankless job, like nothing you do really <laughs> a whole lot, but that's part of it as, and, and you're, you're lucky to be there. Like let's like, as as a whatever 18 year old kid like you didn't play past high school like you're very fortunate to be in that position where you're around those guys and those coaches and you know you're getting to learn so many different things at such a young age so you kind of have to recognize that and just be happy that you're there <laughs> to some extent you gotta you gotta go through that first yeah I, jake i can totally relate man i i, I don't know if you know We've had some conversations in the past, but I don't even know if I told you. I, I started as a manager at Purdue because I I went to walk on and my high school coach had a conversation with me about like, hey, man, it's a long shot. They're a top 25 team. You know, it's a truth, <laughs> no telling, truth telling session like, hey, don't. He said, but his point was, you know, if that doesn't happen and you know you want to get into coaching, you got to leave your pride in the dorm. And go back and ask those guys, like, if you can do something. And he used this phrase, so you can be in the belly of the beast every day, is what he called it. Meaning, like, year-round. So you can see how everything operates year-round from preseason to in-season to postseason to recruiting, camp, to skill workouts, you name it. So I can uh, I can totally relate to your path, man. So, um, yeah. you know, manage your gang forever. No doubt. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you're you're so right, though. Like you you really do. Like I said, like you just mentioned, you get to see it all. Um, you know, there there's so many aspects even beyond like what you see on the floor and in, in the office, like what goes into making a program go like you have, you know, you have operations, you have marketing over right. here. You've got sports information. You've got creative like there's so many different things from the outside you don't even think about. So it's it's a lot and you get to see it all. And then following your your spot there, um, you got an opportunity to, I should say, stay uh, as the graduate assistant, which led you into a position with Arkansas. So talk about, you know, how it transpired from being a student manager to being a graduate assistant. I'm sure you just killed it and they wanted to keep you around, but then how did that kind of end up leading into a, a position with Arkansas? So I graduated, it took me, my undergrad was four and a half years. So I started a fifth year in the fall, graduated in December, which is obviously mid season. Right. And so, I, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to be around. I wasn't going to just hop off the train. Midway through. <laughs> so, you know, like obviously they, they allowed me to, to stay on as a GA that final semester at the time, I thought I was going to do, you know, for two years or whatever. Like I, my plan at that time was I'm going to stay here. Like I love this place 30 minutes from home. Like it was it was a great it was a great situation for me. 
as that uh, spring semester started going on and we started moving towards the end of the season, like, you know, in my head, I was like, why don't I, why don't I just see, you know, what's out there? Why don't I just look around, see what's, see what's going on? Like, it can't hurt to, to explore, right? Like, like you mentioned, Doug, like, it was probably going on about a year at that point that I had started to, to mess around with some of the creative stuff. Like, it started as, as one of those things where, you know, you're a manager, there's a ton of managers, not just within the program, but nationwide, like there's like every program's got managers like, um, and when you're somebody, uh, like we mentioned, when you're somebody who didn't play at that, at that next level and you're not able to coach from a place of, hey, I've been there, I've been in your shoes, like you kind of, there's nothing wrong with that, but you kind of have to be able to bring something else to the table. You know, I, I think that it's important to recognize that. And I mean, obviously the thing for me was, was that creative stuff. And it, it kind of started with, uh, you know, we're at a mid-major, you have a smaller staff, you've got your assistants, you've got ops, you've got video, right? And that's about the extent of, of the staff. And uh, at that time, you know, uh, you see a lot of stuff, whether it's on at the time Twitter or whatever, whether it's stuff as simple as a committed graphic, or maybe you see a video from this player's official visit to school X. Like you start to see these things. And at that time, it was a lot more football than it was anything else. That stuff was kind of starting up. But, you know, I, I would just see a lot of that stuff. And it's like, man, like some of this stuff is really cool. Like, we don't have any of this like within within our program for our kids that we're recruiting or anything. And so it was kind of like, let me just see, let me just see what I can do with this stuff. And and I had always kind of been into some of the video editing and uh, some low level graphic design and stuff like that. I, I had played around with, never really thought I would make anything of it, but I just, I figured, you know, why not? Let me just, like I said, you know, you're always looking for something to set yourself apart. So I was like, let me see if I can do something with this and, you know, a few months of messing around. YouTube was my best friend at that time. Like I didn't go to, I didn't go to school <laughs> stuff. So I was kind of teaching myself. I'd go home at night and I'd hop on YouTube. I'd hop on Photoshop in the other window and I'd just play, you know, like that's, that's how that goes. So I did that. And once I got to the point where I was comfortable with it and I was able to, you know, actually work on some real projects that I was cool with bringing to, and I had really good relationships with all of our assistants you know, and so it wasn't it wasn't a thing I was scared to do, like bring them, you know, these projects. And they like from the first time that I did that, they loved it. Like they were able to start using that stuff immediately. Like they would send a few things to different kids that they're recruiting. And before I knew it, it turned into, hey, Jake, like, do you think you could do this for this kid, too? Or, hey, like I saw this. Do you think you could? Is there a way you could do something similar to this? And so all of a sudden I was, you know, it went from you get done with practice, you rebound for a little bit and you go kick it at home to, okay, now I'm in the office all night, like you know, <laughs> different coaches. And I was so cool with it though. Like I, for the first time, like I felt like I was almost a part of the staff. Like I was, I was in these little meetings where I was having the head coach ask for things. And it was like, man, like I'm really doing something right now. Like, so that's kind of, I kind of got off, but that's how some of that start, started. Um, and then as, as I said, once I got into my last semester at Western Michigan, I started looking around 
I threw out, I mean, you guys probably know how that goes, like whether it's you're on hoop dirt and you just throw out yep. a few applications or maybe you try to exercise this connection that you have. I was, I was just throwing a couple things out. Like I said, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. Um, Arkansas happened to be one of them. They were looking for a couple GAs and with a, in a week I got a call and it was, Hey, you know, we looked at your resume. We like your experience. Um, it seems like you've been in a good place for a good amount of time and you've learned a lot, but really what really sparked their interest was this stuff. Like I, I did a couple little projects and made a couple like Arkansas recruiting graphics and stuff like that, that I sent in as well. And that was, that was the stuff that they were like, this we could really use. Like you're really good at this stuff. Like, and so within a few days there was, there was an offer there and man, I tell you, like, as soon as I could, put everything I could in my car, I was down in pit. <laughs> and, and and we, we hit the ground running and it, it was, it was great from the beginning. Like that's, that's a big time program. Like it was coming from where I came from. Like it took me a little while to, to settle in and, and stop shaking a little bit. I was like, and coach must is great. And, and he and I, like he was from the first week that I was there, like he was asking me for stuff and, and he was using me in, in a few different ways. And so I, I instantly felt um, of value to him and I, I knew that it was going to be, I knew that it was going to be a good fit. So um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's how that, that's how that came about. So. Well, you, you mentioned a couple things that we talk about on this pod all the time. And obviously one of those is relationships because Clearly, Arkansas had to do their homework and probably talk to a couple of the Western Michigan guys about you, you know, just like coaches do with recruits, you know, with transfers and stuff like that. But, sure. you know, but you also kind of carved a niche for yourself. And, and like, you know, once you can do that and you, you kind of found a foothold, you know, where you can create some value, man. And so that's a that's a big deal. Like and there's so many guys that are either followers or members of rising coaches that are in your shoes, uh, have been in your shoes or maybe about to be in your shoes that are kind of wondering, like, how can they take that next step? What does it look like to, you know, just to go one, one of those on the ladder and carving a niche for yourself and, and creating values a big deal. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you shared it. That was good stuff. Yeah. And then that, so that kind of trickles into, um, from Arkansas, you go over to where you currently stand, uh, Georgia Tech. So as we mentioned, the recruiting and operations quarter, coordinator. Um, and then one thing I want to make sure to touch on, I know you kind of did a little bit, but the digital content side of things. So obviously, um, social media is a huge part of today's society. It's a huge part of just, I mean, really everything, being able to market. And especially for you guys, um, if you don't mind talking about the digital content side, what like what are some ways that maybe people can utilize social media and platforms to help excel their programs? And then like some ways that maybe you've even utilized it that, that you've seen. Obviously, that's a huge thing today is social media, right? Like, I mean, a lot of kids nowadays, like, <laughs> to be honest with you, they care as much when they're coming out of high school about building, you know, their personal brand as they do building yep. anything else. And so whether that's whether that's right or wrong like that's the way that it is and i think it's important that uh staffs and coaches recognize that and and embrace it like some are like man i, I don't i don't want to deal with this like this isn't what i do but yep. the, if you want to you got to adapt you know and and some coaches have have had a lot more success 
adjusting to to the speed that that college basketball and recruiting has changed um some some have taken a little bit more time like i said i think i think it's something that you just have to you have to see you can't be blind to it and you gotta you gotta find ways to to embrace it and you gotta find ways to to take advantage of it um and use it with social media like obviously i worked for a guy uh in in coach Muss who is at times he was the king of that stuff like he and some people might say different things about it but at the end of the day like what he was doing like everything he would do social media wise was to market that program and those players and you know i'll i'll tell you what arena was going to be jam-packed full every league game of the year like like that that's just that's just the way it is like that program was on display and it was in the lights and you know, I'm not saying it was because of stuff that coach did on social media by any means, but I'm just saying um, that he found ways to to be effective with that stuff. So we had at Arkansas, we had, you know, a creative team that dealt with, you know, the the primary socials and 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 that stuff. But what I was able to do was make graphics what felt like on a daily basis for Mus's Twitter. And then we had a, a recruiting Twitter account that I would do all this stuff for that as well. Um, so we had multiple different accounts that were putting our program in the light. Like it was, it was always out there. Stuff was always out there. Muss, Coach Muss was, you know, if, if a guy had a great game, like Coach Muss was going to tweet about it. You know, if, if the team was doing well or, or struggling, like he was going to have something to, to help guys rally and, uh, so it was it was it was an interesting place to learn for me, you know, with with what I do and obviously being there with what I do helped me accelerate, I think, because had I been almost anywhere else in the country, I might have been doing different things or, you know, not been in a position where I was able to to learn as quick as I did and 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 do stuff that was, you know, making an immediate impact. So. Yeah, I mean, you just you just you just have to be aware, and and like I said, like there's there's always stuff that you can put out there to to promote your guys, and even if it's just like, hey, like we have a game today, like here's a here's a whatever the information, maybe it's a graphic, a game day graphic or something like that. Like there's so many ways that you can just be active, and you can be seen, um, and you can ensure that to at least your fans, if nobody else, like you're out there and. At the end of the day, like you're as a coach, like you're marketing as well. Like that's not in the job, yeah. but that's what you're doing. So I was just thinking that too. Like exactly like you said, at the end of the day, I mean, that one team, we'll, we'll say Georgia Tech for this instance, is a business and you still have to market those teams and the, those games because a lot of times people go on with their day and they're like, oh crap. And especially, you know how, I mean, there's times where people during work, they're sitting there and they're probably scrolling through their social media real quick to take a 10 minute breather or something, step away. And it's just like, oh crap! Okay, Georgia Tech plays tonight. Let's see. You know what? I got nothing going on. Let's let's throw it on the calendar and check it out later on. So it's just kind of one of those last minute seg or last minute reminders. And then especially, I've even had people tell me before, oh no, we don't like to use social media for our recruits because then it puts all our recruits on blast and tells everybody who we're looking at. But then on the other side of the spectrum, they take those pictures and they throw them up, and you're like, oh wow, okay, this looks awesome. This kid's getting recruited there. And then it kind of puts a little more worry into those other people. They're like, oh, crap, these guys are looking at them too? All right. So I guess it, it, it all depends on how you look at the spectrum there. I know one thing 
dudes are showing up at Arkansas. So whatever the hell you were doing, <laughs> it was working. Because yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cats, cats are showing up in Fayetteville and they're heading to that league with three letters out of Fayetteville. So, you yeah. know, like it, it, that's whatever you guys are doing, it was working. <laughs> it's it's in a great spot and it's almost to the point where it's recruiting itself in in some ways like it's it was it was a, it was a great great place to be for me no doubt so now i kind of want to go back on to um as we mentioned like this is our first time talking with somebody who is who was in a student manager role so we definitely want to learn a little more about that maybe for the perspective of um of course things that a student manager did i know we mentioned it the, the tasks were endless you kind of just were thrown an opportunity and said hey go do this you could be wiping sweat or you could be you know jumping in and doing something with the practice but if you don't mind just talking about a little bit about how you got into that role for maybe people who are interested in getting into a student manager role but then on the also kind of some of the duties that it pertained yeah i mean i mean a lot of places it's as simple if you want to work for the team like you hit up the whatever the ops guy the video coordinator you send him an email at the end or at the at the beginning of of every season usually teams are are advertising like hey we're looking for these guys so i mean keep your eyes open on on you know social media again so you know that's that's one thing but i i think i think if at least for me you know in in my experience where i've been like if if a guy even if it's just an email if it's not coming into the office whatever it is uh if a guy is clearly really interested in being a part of our program like that's probably a guy you want. I mean, you got to check all the boxes, but that's probably a guy that you want to have um, because there, there are plenty of guys who don't pan out. Maybe they're just not real interested. But if you show that you want to be there, your their program is something that you want to be a part of and you make that very evident to them, like they're going to take a shot on you. Just you, I mean, you you can't be afraid to just step out and 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 send that email, go into the office, whatever it is like you just you just got to do it. And you know, the odds are probably with you. But once I was a student manager, like I said, and like you, like you said, Doug, like it's a million things day to day that you're doing. And and like I mentioned earlier, like you just need to find ways to to be seen. And, you know, there, there are a lot of different things that you can do. Um, you know, some staffs have a couple of video guys. Some staffs have one video guy. Like, I think that's probably the easy, like, I think both you guys would probably agree. Like that's probably the easiest way that you can really get your foot in the door is learning video. Um, you know, it can be, it can be tedious to learn that stuff right off when you're young. Like it's, it's a lot going on, whether it's, you know, you're in sports code or you're trying to pull clips from Like it's, it's a lot of stuff, but if you're able to, um, learn that, like that's an instant you're ahead. It took me a couple of years before I realized that and I dove into that stuff. But before I played with any of the other stuff, it was it was video and I was sitting in dark closets, live coding games on the road, wherever we went. Like that was that was <laughs> what I did first. And, um, you know, that was that was one of those things that I just realized because we had a video guy and, uh, you know, he was arguably the busiest guy on staff. So it was kind of like, can I, can I help you in it? And sometimes it's, it's a thing where, and you can't get your feelings hurt. Like sometimes it's a thing where a guy might even not want to take the time because it's more work for him to teach somebody to help than it is to just, you know what I mean? And so, but Joel was great for me. Like he, he would sit me down and he would give me projects and, 
you know, he would review my whatever game that I coded and, you know, he would teach me, here's what all these buttons do. And this is a hotkey for this. And this is how you should do that. And, um, you know, obviously it got to the point where I was able to do that in game. So I think that's, that's the quickest and, and probably best way for, for most managers to separate themselves a little bit. And you just got to be persistent with it. Like you can't just ask the question one time and then, you know, the guy doesn't bring it up for a week. And so you think he wants nothing to do with you. Like he's busy, like you got to go to him again, or maybe just go in the office and ask if you can sit around and, and watch what he does for a couple hours and stay out of his hair. Like that's not, that's how it starts sometimes too. So I think that's a, bi- a big thing. Um, it was, like I mentioned, it was a pretty small staff when I was at Western Michigan, like uh, the assistants, like when it was, when they had a scout, like they were really, really busy. So maybe it's, maybe it's, as a manager, you go to an assistant you're comfortable with, like, hey, when it's when you have a scout, like, is there anything that I can do for you? Maybe it's not going to be, yeah, you know, watch watch this and give me a write up on this and tell me how we should guard this. Like, it's not going to be that stuff, but maybe it's stuff as simple as, you know, hey, I'm going to I'm going to watch and I'm going to draw up these plays. Can you put them into this or can you uh, just hop on word and type stuff up while I'm talking to you in my office as we're watching film. Like it can, it can be stuff as simple as that. I think um, that's another one of those things. Like most assistants probably um, if they don't have somebody that help helps them, like it's not something they really think about and they probably don't want to take the time to find somebody to help them. But that's just another one of those initiatives that you can take as a manager. Like, Hey coach, you've got the LSU scout. Like, how can I help you? Like, use me. I want to, I'm going to be around every day. Like I'm going to be in the office every night. Like, what can I do for you? So maybe it's, maybe it's that stuff. So there, there are a number of things. And obviously some of the, some of the things that I started doing myself, like teach yourself Photoshop, like that at the time, like that was a big thing for me. Uh, Cause not, not a lot of people are doing it. Like it's a lot more popular now um, to have a guy like that on your staff, whether it's you have a GA that's really good with that stuff or um, you know, as, as we see more and more every year, now like staffs are adding a full-time position just for that stuff and so like it really isn't it's gonna it's gonna continue to to grow in that direction so yeah so there there are a few different things like if you if you want to be on the floor like work really hard on the floor but like if you didn't play it's going to be a little bit harder for you to to move in that direction is is the honest truth of it it's not something that you can't do by any means but you know, there's a lot of like when I was at Arkansas, like I was really fortunate to work in a room where we had a handful of GAs and uh, a couple of those guys were they had just got done playing and they were terrific on the floor. Like they could take any guy on our team, any position, whatever, give him a full workout seven nights a week. Like we had those guys. We had a guy in our room who was always like he, he was our analytics guy. Like we had that. So that's another thing like we had a dude in the room who was a killer with video. Like I was doing my stuff a lot of the time, even though we were all able to, we all worked with our assistant on scouts. We were all on the floor during practice. We were all, you know, doing all these other day-to-day things, but we all were able to also, you know, specialize in what we do. And so that really helped my growth. Um, and so like, it was, like I said earlier, it was just, it was a great place for me. Cause you know, if you go somewhere where you're the only GA or there's two GAs, like you're spending a lot more time cutting film and, and, and doing all this other stuff. And so I was, I was really fortunate, um, not only to be there in that situation, but to be 
in a in a GA room where I was able to learn this from this guy and this from this guy and and this thing from the dude that sat next mm-hmm. to me. So um, yeah, so it was it was it was it was a great it was a great uh, great fit for me, and I couldn't have been anywhere better at that time. He mentioned the four most important words that someone assistant or even just in a support staff situation like those four words how can i help like if, when when a guy like comes into a program and starts to figure out and get his footing like like if he just keeps asking those four words over and over cuz there's always something so now it's just a matter of you know what what skills do i have and what can i do that can kind of fill in the blanks for that four word question. So uh, I love that you said that because, you know, like for me, uh, just my manager situation, because I just come from playing in high school, like my thing was being on the court. Like we had some managers that didn't want to coach. You know, there was probably eight or 10 of us. I knew I wanted to coach. So like coming back at eight o'clock at night to rebound for a dude, like I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like, you know, it was not. So that, that kind of became my, my, my way to kind of, add some value and just like just being with the players, whatever that looked like. So I love you said those four words, man, because like it, it, number one, you got to have some humility to use those four words. But then when you kind of ask yourself those four words over and over, eventually you'll kind of see like, okay, this is kind of where I can really dig in and add some value to this program. So sorry, Doug, I didn't mean to jump no. in right there, but that when he said those four words, it just, set off a trigger in my head. I was going to say, arguably, the GA rooms are always the best. I was always in one, too. And you got all those people. It's always hectic in there. Especially, <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you had the football coaches, too. We had the football coaches, and it would just be like madness. But it was always fun. It always kept you on your toes. And like you said, you learned a lot just being able to be with everybody and some good experiences and met some good friends out of it, too. But <clears throat> I guess the final question I have before we kind of cut to the final segment, unless Al had something different. From the flip side, so the coach's perspective, like what are some ways maybe, and I know you kind of answered this already in a sense, but maybe a coach can utilize a student manager because I feel like at all levels, um, whether it's division one, even division three, where I'm coaching a division three school now, like we have a student manager, we, we help him utilize and, and um, he helps us on day to day. I'll help give him activities or some tasks to do, but like, what are some other things maybe that you've seen that a coach can utilize a student manager for? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I hit on a couple, but and going back to those, like I said, like there's so many things with with scouts that you can probably, uh, you know, hand off to to managers at times, no matter how big or small. Uh, and then there's there's stuff like you can if you're a coach that we talked about social media, if you're a coach that doesn't do as much with that stuff, like the odds of your whatever 19 yeah. year old manager being a little yeah. <laughs> that stuff like they're pretty high. So <laughs> you, I mean, it, like you can take advantage of that, honestly, like whether it's, even if it, if he's not the one, you know, logged into your Twitter, sending tweets out like, Hey man, like I'm not really on Twitter a lot or X, whatever I should say now, but like, Hey man, I'm not really on there a ton. Like if you see any ideas recruiting, you know, this or that things that other coaches are doing, yeah. Can you just can you just like text them to me just so I have them and I can kind of like chew on them a little bit. Stuff as simple as that, or you know, maybe it's maybe it's more concrete ideas or tweets or posts. Um, you know, I think there's definitely room for uh, 
social media assistance from managers. Um, I don't know how much that's really taken advantage of, but like their kids, like they're the same age as the guys that you're trying to get to come play basketball for you next year. So, so that, I think, I think that's a big thing um, that might not be tapped into as much as it probably should. Studies like that. I, when I was at Arkansas, Musk would coach Musk would constantly ask RGA room, like, I don't care what it is. Like he wouldn't even give any guidelines. Like I want a study on this player or, or this team, you know, tomorrow morning or something. So everybody's just kind of like figuring out whether it's you're looking at stats from this team's last five games, or maybe you're looking at this recruit, like here's what he likes to do offensively. Here's how it would fit with what we're doing this year. Like maybe it's, whether it's a, a video project or whether it's a, a write-up or whether it's your whatever, you go on Ken Palm and you dive into some of those stats and you put together a spreadsheet of the teams in our league. Here's what everybody does well. Here's what, where everybody struggles. Like little stuff like that. And I mean, you can be as uh, you can give as much or as little guidance um, as, as you want with those things. But uh I think that's something that managers would be thrilled to do in, in their free time is, is just be given like, Hey, go, you know, study this, look into this, like come back to me in three days with whatever you find on kid, this team, whatever. I, I mean, I, I think, I think that's a, that's a big thing that you can kind of tap into because you don't even, sometimes you don't even know what you're going to get um, depending on, on what you ask for and how you ask the question. Like, it might bring you something that you're like, Oh my, like, wow. Like you did that? like, you just don't know. So um, until you do know, like take advantage of it. Like they want to do stuff for you. Like I said, and like you guys know, like they want to do things, whether they're speaking up about it or not, they want to be seen, they want to be used. They want, so um I think that's a pretty simple ask and and uh, something you might get a lot more out of than than you might expect. The New England Patriots used to have this phrase they you know when they were really kind of cooking in the 2000s you know and Brady era. They called it the in the more in their front office, but they said the more you can do, the more you can do. And so you would find out that guys would start as like a scouting analytics guy next thing you know he's assistant gm mm. you know because he just he he kind of found a way he found a niche and he they could they all right we can trust you with this much let's give you more and that's basically what that phrase means the more you can do dot 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 the more you can do sure. and so um and the more they can trust you with then they give you more you know so that's kind of how it works and so you've been you've been dropping some nuggets, man. Like I said, there's a, there's so many guys either aspiring to get to your chair, currently in your chair or in your chair already, and they want to move on. Like everything you said has been been right on the money, brother. So good stuff. And then what we'll do is I know you're on the road, so we want to be um, considerate of your time. So we'll we'll just cut to the final segment here. Um, and it is basically the three quick hit, three quick hitters, excuse me. Uh, and really what that is, is just three basic questions, um, short, quick responses, and just kind of like get to know, get to know you a little bit, but they're also have a little touch of basketball in them as well. Um, at least a couple of them will. And then at the very end, we have one question we, we ask everybody, uh, just to help young rising coaches, but we'll sure. go with the number one 
for the first quick hitter is what's the best piece of advice maybe you've received? It could be in basketball. It could be as a person, whatever you feel. Assistant at Western would always tell us be flexible. I think that's great advice. Be flexible. I don't know how much you want me to talk on it, but no, that's that's perfect. I was just gonna say I think I think it's it's important to to be able to find something you're good at. But like you just said, Alan, like the more you can do, the more you can do. Like be able to do as much as you can. And when you're a manager, that's the best time to have that freedom to explore different things and, and learn different things. And then if th- this one was kind of a little different, just to kind of get to learn learning a little bit more. But like if there was one thing. Place is on fire. What's that one thing that you're going to save? Oh, my computer. I'm done for. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I guess with the digital content, that makes sense. <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of everything, you know, you've, as we mentioned, you've gone through this career with basketball so far and you're still a young coach, but what's your favorite characteristic thus far that maybe um, you feel about yourself? Driven. Like I, I spend, I spend all day and night at, at this stuff. Like, my focus is always on this stuff. Like I'm, I have goals and I want to, I want to do what I want to do. And that's, that's all I'm seeing. So that's, no, that's, and see, that's great though. I, I'm so, I'm happy you said that because there's a lot of times like I'm, I'm sure, you know, we're probably around the same age, whatnot. And, and just being, um, speaking with people and they're like, Oh, like, why are you, why are you getting into this? It's like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily have many reasons other than that's what I want to do. You know, there's really, there's really no other reason. It's like, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. It's what I want to do. It's what I know. It's what I love. So, um, so I'm glad. It always, it's always good to hear somebody else kind of reassure. It. But <laughs> final question we have, okay, is the number one question we like to ask all, all young coaches, or I should just say coaches in general, um, what's the best top piece of advice for a young rising coach to get their foot in the door, and then how can they accomplish that advice? We've talked about it a little bit, but if I, yeah. if I had to say one thing, find a niche. Uh, I think you said it at some point as well, Alan, find a niche. Uh, And like I just said, I think it's super important to be really flexible. Uh, You have to be able to do everything. Like coaches want guys on their staff who they're able to ask for a number of different things. Like you got to be able to do it all. You do. But at the same time, coaches really value having guys who are killers at what they do. Um, And so if you have a guy that's, great with video if you have a guy that's great with uh you know graphics and recruiting content and social media and that stuff great if you have a guy that's just like a killer recruiter gotta have a couple of those guys probably you have a dude that's really good with ops like you need you need all of those holes filled um and at the end of the day like that's what's going to get you hired it's probably not going to be Um, like it's going to help you once you're in the door, it's going to help you to be able to do a bunch of different things. But when coaches are trying to fill their staff, like they're trying to plug holes, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, I got, I got really fortunate to, to learn what I did when I did. And, and I plugged a hole at Arkansas. And when coach Stoudemire was building his staff, like he had a need, uh, when we first got on the phone, like we were seeing eye to eye on some things and, um, you know, a lot of what he was talking about, you know, needing, uh, from from this role on his staff, like it was all stuff that fit perfectly with with what I do and my experience, and so um, like that's what that's what got me to Georgia Tech is I was good in this area and it filled this hole for coach. Boom, done. So um, that's that's the biggest thing is is find a niche, and even if it's not like I don't want to spend my whole life in you know 
creative content. Like I love this stuff. Like I could do this stuff all day and all night. Is it what I want to do at the end of the day when it's all said and done? No, probably not. But it's it's my way to be of the most value for a program like this and for a coach like him. You know, and I'm 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 very uh, cognizant of that fact. And you know, I'm not gonna fight it. Like I'm not trying to. We have guys on our staff that are really good at what they do. Um, you know, I don't try to hop in anybody else's area. I'm always. They all know I'm I'm here to help with whatever needs um, assistance. But like. I do what I do. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is find a niche and, and be an all-star in, in your role. So nail on the head, nail on the head. So that really, that does it. Alan, I'm not sure if you have any final comments before we kind of get to the closing remarks here. No, that was home run brother. Like I said, man, I, I know your schedule's tight. Just appreciate you jumping on and, and the short time we've known each other. It's been a pleasure. Um, you're, you're, you know, you got some special things in your future. I wish I had the crystal ball to tell you exactly what they were going to be, <laughs> but, um, you got some special things coming, man. Cause you, you love the game. You're in it for the right reasons. You care about people, you know, and you, you, you've obviously got a carved a niche for yourself already, but you're also going to just keep stacking things onto that as you move forward. So, uh, and like I said, short time I've known you, man. It's been a pleasure. So appreciate you, brother. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise, it's been it's been. I mean, it hasn't been forever, but you know, I've I've developed a great relationship, and I'm really thankful for that. So appreciate you having me on. And I woke up juice for this this morning, man. I'm not really. A <laughs> I, I I grabbed my coffee. I'm not a morning guy. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> no. I was excited to hop on and, and chop it up. So I really appreciate you guys having me on today. No, this is going to help. This is going to help a lot of people, you know, regardless of men's side, women's side, regardless of level. Um, this is this is something for everybody. So, good stuff. Yeah, Jake, thank you, and for sharing, of course, all your experiences and, and knowledge with us. Um, that does it for another episode of the Rising Coaches Podcast. Doug Caputo and Alan Major, keep working and keep rising, coaches. Prepare your team for success this season with our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball, the official number one selling shooting machine in basketball. If you're looking to transform and focus your team's training efforts, all you have to do is mention Rising Coaches or tell them we sent you with the Rising Coaches podcast. For an additional $300 off, select Dr. Dish shooting machines. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.